What's up all, Aaron, but not that Aaron here to tell you about Sifpop Writer's Room. For the past several years, there have been a growing amount of writers for Sifpop.com providing best ever challenges, movie reviews, themes, legacies, connections, and so much more. Sifpop Writer's Room is where that all comes together, giving a voice to those words that you read. And on the show, every week is excellent getting to chat such a wide variety of movies with a wide variety of movie lovers, and I'm really having a lot of fun with the show, and I just think that you would too. So check out Sifpop Writer's Room wherever you listen to your podcast, and we'll see you over there. Just remember to knock first. Welcome back, film fans, to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me, as always, across the internet is Drew Douglas. I, I, had, to, I had to pause a little earlier than I normally do with that intro because allergies, for some reason, have started kicking my butt, and mm. I don't want to turn into a train wreck where I'm coughing nonstop. Allergies stink, but it makes it really awkward in the time of COVID because Anytime you cough, sneeze, sniffle, if your eyes look watery, you're basically already written off as a member of The Walking Dead. So well, that's when you just go, it's okay, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> and if your eyes are red, you just say, I'm stoned. <laughs> I thought about doing that, uh, both of those things. But instead of saying I'm vaccinated, just keeping my little card on hand and I'll flash it like I'm flush. So let's go ahead and dive right into this. It is a chat cast where we are going to cover a hodgepodge of different items. Main stuff is really under the umbrella of Love's Hates. So we'll talk about several different pieces of news, mainly movie related, or I should say movie trailers, in which we'll break down our Love's Hates for that. And then we will talk about the last thing, the last thing literally that we watched we read or we listened to. And then we're going to round this out by talking about things we missed and our pop culture pickums for the months of April and May. But let's go ahead and dive right into Loves Hates. Let's talk about Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> they might be a thing again. They were most recently spotted together in Montana together. Ooh, vacationing. That's Ex crazy. Lovers. I, I guess so. They brought they broke up way back in two thousand four. Um, they're both single and apparently ready to mingle. I have only one thought in my mind, and it's Gili too might oh, be geez. happening. You know, it's funny as I added that that's on Stars or something, and I've never seen it. I've always been interested by it, uh, so I added that to uh, my queue. So I'm going to try to crank that out soon. Um, are you happy for Ben Affleck if this is true? At this point, I, I really wonder. I know, of course, anytime we get some tabloid news like this, it's like the Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga. Can't help getting ourselves wrapped up in, in their lives. But, I mean, I'm just glad that they're talking to each other. They're, it's all amicable. And I'm going to have to say loves for this. Uh, Matt Damon was on the Today Show. And he said a quote, I love them both. I hope it's true. <laughs> that would be awesome. So he's he's like Ben's best friend rooting him on. I just freaking love that um, both of those guys have as much energy as what they do and they're supportive. But this is cool. I It makes me feel like we've gone back in time. So that kind of makes it, this not only feel with the nostalgia factor, but also 
like we may be getting a do-over and all of the wrongs that have happened. So so good on Ben Affleck. I'm not a huge J-Lo fan, but she can be okay from time to time. Yeah. Well, this next one I feel like is going to be a loves from both of us. Army of the Dead coming out very soon. And early buzz is that it's good, possibly really good. Uh, in the Rod Tomatoes game, you predicted Army of the Dead 18%. Right now, there's only 39 reviews, so this could drop, but it's at 77% as of 635 on May 11th, 2021. Uh, And there is a critic's consensus already, believe it or not. It says, an ambitious, over-the-top zombie heist mashup, Army of the Dead brings Zack Snyder back to his genre roots with a suitably gory splash. Loves. Loves. There's nothing else to say. I can't wait to sit down and watch this movie. I mean, this would be such a great movie to see in theaters. It's a Snyder film. It's going to be a big, just honestly, like a summer blockbuster film. It's a zombie movie. It's set in Vegas. It's, you know, I wonder too, if this movie has been optimized for IMAX screenings. I really, really want to see this in theaters. I am, my anticipation for this movie is growing by the day. And hearing about this early buzz makes me more excited for it. A little skeptical, because anytime we get movies like this and critics love it, it does make me feel like maybe something's a little too good to be true and that it's you know playing into critics and, and why they love it so much or like it. But I'm ready for it. If it came out tomorrow, I would be tempted to take the day off work just to watch it. There's a lot of top critics that have given this a pretty decent review. So I'm on board. I was already on board. Uh, I'm stoked. Let's now move on to the trailers and our loves, hates. And we'll begin with what could be an awards contender dropping right in the middle of summer, starring the one and only Matt Damon. And it's the movie Stillwater. I've not seen any photos or any like behind the scenes video or even build up or hype to this movie outside of the fact of getting this, I guess, b- early buzz of it being an awards contender. We saw the trailer. First thoughts, loves, hates. I'm going to say hates. This looks like, like, let's say we hadn't seen Matt Damon in like five years and, and he's just kind of lost his star power and he's just pumping out VOD stuff. (laughs) This looks like a freaking VOD film. Yeah, I was not expecting whenever the trailer today with it coming out and and I'll I'll just say my first impression of it was very different than I guess my expectation. Um, I still have to go with loves because Matt Damon as a like an Oklahoma <laughs> farmer. It just comes across as super corny to me. <laughs> One thing I hate about this trailer, and I think it's competently put together, but the 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 text font, mm. it looks cheap. It looked, I was like, what font are you using? This looks so cheap. Yeah. Anytime we have the full title card screens and it's like his daughter is gone or whatever. And there are like five or six different words on the screen at a time. That did look very, strangely enough, like live type or something that was used 15, 20 years ago on a an editor in college. And it's just, that really caught me off guard. 
if the ultimate goal is to get me to want to go to a theater, mm. see whatever it is, this, this, I don't think necessarily looks terrible. It's something I would watch at some point because of Matt Damon, but I'm not going to go pay to go see this in theaters. So yeah. that's why this is a hate. What we've seen in this trailer, I would be down to watch this movie, but in a theater, is it going to get me to go to the theater? No, this movie would not drive me to say, I have to see this in a theater. Now I will say, here's the cool thing. I do love the fact that in this movie, they end up pushing it really hard that you see him drive by Sonic. He's sitting in a Sonic drive-through or drive-in. And then he's also uh, sitting at a table and got a Sonic cup and like a Coney dog or something like that. <laughs> no joke. If we find out Sonic like literally funded this film along with Focus Features or something. Yeah, I bet they they would. Now, here's the crazy thing. Even though Sonic opened in Shawnee, Oklahoma, Stillwater likes to stake claim to being like a um, one of the main Sonic headquarters, so to speak. And hmm. they they love Sonic. So I do think that's a very authentic look because I've, I've been to Stillwater a couple of times and like that water tower, that shot's directly from Stillwater. There are a few shots that it's like, if you're from the area, you would totally appreciate it. But I wonder how many from the area would watch this movie because I feel like this is a movie that would play to your East and West Coast crowds and your, your Midwest moviegoers may or may not see this. I, oh, I, I think this will be a smash in Stillwater. I, see, I, I just, I don't know. I, at first, when I saw it, especially when Matt Damon was, you know, rolling up and, and he was like, I'm an American. And they're like, <laughs> you sound an American. And he's like, because I am. Like that. Doesn't that, it seem like a South Park sketch or something? <laughs> yeah, it does. That would play really great, I feel like, to your Midwestern moviegoer crowd. That I think they would rally behind, but other stuff within the movie, uh, mm, I don't know. So it's what I feel like this movie's not going to do very well at all. And I also, no, it's going to do awful. And I also don't think it's going to drive much interest for the award for like it being an awards movie. So I kept hearing about this early buzz and I kept expecting something. And whenever I saw it, I'm like, hmm. I mean, I'm I'm low loves, but I'm I'm down to see this movie, but not exactly playing out how I thought it would. I never heard of it until today. Really? Yeah. Fascinating. Okay. Let's move on to our second movie, which is a sequel to a movie you love, Drew, Venom. I guess it's like a guilty pleasure of yours. I would say, right? So well, you yeah, you said that as if it was a joke, but I secretly think that's kind of a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like the worst movie, but it's also uh, I I enjoy the first one quite a bit. It's weird, even though, and I've said this, I'm not a huge fan of the first movie. I still want like I I want to go back and rewatch it just to rewatch it, just you know, kind of for the heck of it. But nonetheless, it's Venom. Let there be carnage. What's your take? Loves hates on this trailer. Goodness gracious. It looks awful. Oh, I don't understand what they're doing with Venom's voice. Like what <laughs> happened between this, between the first and second film? It just looks, 
I was hoping they got the the comedy hijinks out, you know, in the first film, this one could be a little more serious. Clearly it's like a, basically a buddy cop comedy where you have Tom Hardy, he's the serious one. And then Venom's just like this jokester constantly uh, wanting to eat people and he's just got to rein them in. And it just, I don't know. Interestingly enough, even though the first movie I feel eh about, um, although I do want, want to rewatch it, this movie did make me want to watch this movie. It makes me want to go to theater and watch it. There are a few perplexing things, including Andy Serkis being the driving force behind this movie. And just, it makes me want to see what he's going to do with it. And also, what the heck is Woody Harrelson going to do as Carnage? Because we get a little bit of him in this. It's more Woody than it is Carnage. But I really want to see more Carnage action. And of course, we'll get that in the next trailer. But this first one, this makes me want to see it. So I'm going with Lobs. At least they replaced Woody's awful wig from the uh, end credit <laughs> scene in that first movie because he looked like a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> he honestly looked like a, an adult-sized chucky from child's play with that wig i mean it was awful looking one thing i do like is the uh, cinematographer for this film is robert richardson who we know from a number of tarantino films he's worked with uh circus before he's done scorsese stuff he's done robert redford stuff um so hopefully the movie looks really good i mean that's the other thing that's perplexing to me he shot this and yet it's this kind of movie it doesn't seem to mesh with what this movie is because of how wacky it seems. But maybe it's going to be a masterpiece and it's going to be better than uh, than the first one. I don't know. Well, let's move on to the third movie. And I felt like the book was an ambitious mess. That was That'd be the best way that I can describe it. But is Stephen King's Lizzie story... This is a brand new piece of content dropping on Apple uh, TV+. Plus. It is starring uh, Julianne Moore and Clive Owen. I was very surprised to see him in this movie. But a very interesting story that tells um, one that, as I said, it's kind of ambitious. It's where a writer dies and his wife is left with the aftermath to kind of pick up the pieces, not only emotionally, but with kind of, I guess, pending work of his and what happens to a writer after one would die and pass on. So uh, interesting concept, and especially if you work in the traditional Stephen King supernatural elements, but this trailer dropped, it's a hearty three and a half minutes, loves, hate set. I love it. And this is one I've never read. And it's a miniseries, too. It starts June 4th. Uh, um, as you mentioned, Apple Plus, that's what this will be on. They are releasing sneaky good content. I don't know if they get enough attention for what they do. Yeah, I think they're getting more. They're really diving into this content game. And it makes me want to sub- subscribe. I'm not yet, but there's... I mean, we've got this. We've got... You just had your new season of Mythic Quest drop, which... I want to see. I want to see a few other things like Mosquito Coast with um, your boy Justin Thoreau and more yeah, Ted more. Lasso. 
Got to watch yeah. that Ted Lasso. So good. That's, yeah. And I mean, there's so much that's on this now streaming platform that I want to get it. And this is, this could be the first piece of content that makes me subscribe to try it. I, even though I have said that it's not one of my favorite Stephen King books, I actually would say, go as far to say that this may be my least favorite Stephen King book, period. Goodness. I, yeah, I do. Now, that's not for me to crap on it because there are some great concepts. There are some really interesting things that he does in the story. It just didn't work for me. But I know a lot of people who love this story. A lot of people who say that it's an underrated Stephen King work. I don't agree with that, but I want to give this a shot. I want to see how it comes to screen because I do think there's potential that this could be really great. Very eerie there. And the trailer definitely hit on all of those parts that I found to be eerie in the book. And it's also something we really haven't seen from Stephen King. It's more of a modern Stephen King with some of his early inspirations, the things that really freak you out and it plays into the i guess the things that as you get older what you have to deal with you know a spouse dying or a loved one and and what comes after that so this is going to be really interesting i have to say of all of these five movie or uh, trailers that drop that we're going to be talking about this is my favorite of them all Let's now move on to another piece of scary content. And this is coming to us from A24. It's The Green Knight. L Lizzie's story is your favorite. This is my favorite of the bunch. This looks amazing. And it's from David Lowry, who uh, has done quite a few films that I really, really like. What's your favorite piece of Lowry work? Uh, I really like Ain't Them Body Saints. And uh, you know what? I think Pete's Dragon is really, really good. I think this is going to be his best based on this trailer. Now, I had to go with the low loves because I'm worried it gave away a little too much of this movie. But, I have no, this is another thing. I have no idea what this is about. I know it's <laughs> Arthurian legend, um, and that's about it. I didn't know much until watching this trailer. I'm like, ooh, there, there are a few. It's revealing more about the story. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. However, there are a few things that it showed us that made me concerned it may have just been a little too much. Like if I didn't, for some of the stuff, if I did not see until I watched it in the theater, which this is one of those that it does make me want to go to the theater to watch. I, like the giants, seeing that really eerie, misty background and then these weird looking giants walking around, That'd be awesome just to like be surprised in the theater and see. But it really caught my attention in the trailer. It's a lot of imagery in this that plays into that, what we expect out of A24. But I'm on board. I, I, I'm, I'm digging this. This is supposed to come out last March at South by Southwest and then May in theaters. It's been delayed and people kept wanting it to be on VOD. Now I understand why after seeing this preview that this looks like it's going to be really awesome to see in mm -hmm. theaters. So now we have come to the fifth and final trailer in which we're going to discuss. And that is The Protégé starring Samuel L. Jackson and Maggie Q. Uh, also, we have Michael Keaton in this. I had no idea what this movie was until the trailer <laughs> dropped today. Me either. And I sent it to you. I'm like, this, got to add it to the list. 
um, just because of how out of left field this is uh, coming at us from. All right, loves hates this. Hates it. Looks. I mean, it doesn't look terrible, but um, not something I'm going to see. I I'm kind of weirdly enough interested, and I'm going to have to say low loves. I kind of. <laughs> I'm really close to going with hates, but weirdly enough, I'm I'm intrigued. So, the only w- intriguing thing I would say is Martin Campbell directed it, and he did my favorite James Bond film. So, there's always that element of oh, I kind of want to see what you've done. Uh yeah. There now, granted, I should clarify that there are a few things within this that I want to see their reasoning behind some of the choices like those involved, but this probably will just be a a VOD paycheck type movie, but I kind of want it. Okay, now let's move on to the last thing that we either watched or we read or we listened to. Drew, what's yours? Well, I got quite a bit of things. Uh, As we mentioned on the last podcast, New Weezer's out. I've been listening to that a lot. And then we have Spiral, the Book of Saw coming out this weekend. And I'm trying to plow through all of these films to get ready for it. And it's a struggle because these are literally the most heinous films. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm still on Saw 3 and I've stopped it like three times because I'm like, I need a break. This is, and it's like an hour and 50 minutes. Why is this movie an hour and 50 minutes? They're disgusting movies. They make me feel dirty. I cannot stand the style of these films, but by God, I'm going to finish them all. <laughs> That is commendable because I don't know if I can. My dad was going to do the same, and he's like, no, I gave up. (laughs) He gave up. He gave up two films into it, too, I think. Yeah, he did. He was like, no, I just can't do it. (laughs) Um, You know, I will be talking more about Weezer coming up here in just a few minutes, but I've been listening a little to them, and that's been circulating, but mainly... Weezer has made its way uh, onto my typically cycling playlist. I've been uh, dating all the way back to their their origin album and working my way up that way. But the other thing that I've been going through, and I'm surprised that it came out like two years ago, but it's on Netflix and it's a Netflix original. One night I was sitting at home. I'm like, I just want to watch something that's really ridiculous. And I kind of feel like watching some kind of um, prank show. So I ended up putting on Prank mm. Encounters. That show, it's there, there are only a couple of episodes each season. There are just two seasons so far. One from 2019 and one from this year. But it it's fun. Like I... Love that it's like 20 minutes. I'll put it on right before going to sleep. And maybe that talks says a little bit about me being somewhat of a maniac because I'm watching people get scared to death right before going to sleep. But <laughs> it's been fun. It's like a fun watch. There's something about prank shows that I just freaking love. You like the, and this is something I don't like, but when you're in a film and there's somebody being obnoxious in the, like the, in the auditorium, uh, you feed off the awkwardness and just the weird encounters. I That makes me feel strange and I don't like it and I find it <laughs> distracting. So I understand why you like this. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's, there's something about too, 
whenever you merge this supernatural element and pranking people, it makes it even better because then you have some of those that are like, oh no, like I'm a, di- I, I don't believe in X, Y, Z, like ghosts aren't real. And then something happens and they're freaking out and running. That's hilarious. It's just hilarious. But so this yeah. is the one with the, the stranger thing as kid, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's pretty cool to see him. I mean, he's basically just like the, this behind the scenes guy while the, the actual encounter plays out, but it's fun. It's, it's definitely a fun watch. Going into it, I was expecting it to be very family-friendly. And then, like, 20 minutes in, a, a guy drops the F-bomb twice. I'm like, okay, I stand corrected. <laughs> well, those kids cuss like sailors on that show anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. Which, by the way, uh, the Netflix released a teaser for Stranger Things Season 4. We don't know when it's coming out yet, though. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. I need to. I, does, I've seen the series. I haven't seen the preview. So It doesn't really reveal anything about it, but... I'm I'm ready for that. I bet we get a trailer here maybe at the end of the month or the beginning of next month. Let's now talk about things we missed for our pop culture pickums. And let's start with the month of April. Drew, what Ooh. were some of the things you had? So along with Weezer, I've been listening to Manchester Orchestra's new album. It's called The Million Masks of God. Uh, you mentioned this earlier. The Mosquito Coast season one is on Apple+. Plus. It's loosely based on the 1981 novel by Paul Thoreau, who is Justin Thoreau's uncle, I believe. And he stars in this. Justin Thoreau does. Uh, Harrison Ford starred in a film adaptation that Peter Weir did in 1986. I can tell you this version of The Mosquito Coast is vastly different than Mm. Paul Thoreau's novel and the original film. I like the first two episodes a lot. The third episode... Uh, was a snoozer, and I'm worried that they are dragging this on more than it needs to be. The best thing in April that I missed out on, and I intentionally left this off my list last month because uh, I, I didn't think it necessarily looked that great, but it's uh, turned out pretty entertaining as Mayor of Easttown on HBO. It's about a police investigator in Pennsylvania trying to solve the murder of a high school student. And I like this show a lot because it's become my new water cooler show where we can kind of guess where it's going and and rule suspects and then cross them off the list and stuff like that. I think we're four episodes in at this point. There's seven total. So we're getting to the finish line. Uh, If you haven't watched it, give it a shot. So technically, I just had two on my list that didn't make it. And Mayor and Mosquito Coast, both shows that's technically, well, limited series, um, it's something that I wasn't sure how I felt about Mosquito Coast. The first trailer looked great, but I thought, all right, I'll wait for them all to drop and then I'll watch it. Mayor ended up coming out and I didn't really pay much attention to it until you brought it up to me. And then I kept seeing posters online and then I watched the trailer and it got me intrigued. And now that we're basically we've we've got all of these episodes i'm i'm going to dive into it i'm going to watch it and give it a go because at first i was just going to write it off but hearing from you hearing a few good things online i've tried to avoid reading too much about it because i don't want to be spoiled it's something now that i'm feeling like it could be a a fun show now what about may 
may I have, we've been watching The Sons of Sam on Netflix, which is a true crime series about the son of Sam killings. And I never knew this, but I guess there's an alternate theory that David Berkowitz did not act alone in those killings. And this guy believes that Berkowitz was part of like the satanic cult. So this, it's a four part series that basically chronicles this guy's obsession with like trying to prove that. And then three movies I downloaded that I need to watch. Uh, Liam Danger, Neeson's The Marksman Loves. is on VOD. Ben Wheatley's horror film In the Earth is out now. And then Gia Coppola's Mainstream starring Andrew Garfield and Maya Hawke is out now. Uh, again, all three on VOD. So I'm going to try to crank these out pretty soon. So In the Earth, I wanted to see it, but I know critics gave it like an okay. It was like, it was just north of fresh. But I know whenever I was reading about the anyone who would see the movie on Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes, it just I kept reading that it was a bore fest and that mm. there was... Um, one one interesting description of it was that it was a kaleidoscope of horror stories and kind of had that had me intrigued. That sounds cool. It's at 76 on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not bad. Yeah. That, 126 reviews. That's pretty good. That 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 intrigued me, but it wasn't one of those that I could I don't know. I I was just hesitant. I wanted to see it and I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll wait and I'm just going to keep waiting and I'll I'll talk to you about it and then gauge it based on your, uh, if you liked it or not. Uh, that did not make my list, but the fourth, there was a runner up and it almost made it uh, to my May Pickham's list and I bumped it down, but it's the Black Keys Delta Cream album. Ooh. It is coming out in just a few days and we, the interesting thing is this cover, it's a cover album and they, are going back to their roots and covering these, what I like to call uh, sleazy blues tunes that something about the Black Keys playing that music I love. There is a lot of Junior Kimbrough uh, tunes and a few other blues songs that they played in their, their slinky style. I like it. I really dig that. And I had no idea this was coming out, came out of nowhere, the announcement when they said, hey, we're dropping an album in like two weeks. And that happened at the end of last month. And I dig that style. And I started listening to their first single, and then I listened to a few more. And it's, it's one of those albums that I can digest, and I love listening to all at once and then putting it on pause, and then returning to it every once in a while. Um, there are a few albums like that that they have released in the past that I really like, and I could see this working its way into that pantheon that I return to every once in a while. And that's it. That's that's what I had. Now, there were a few other things that were like, I had my eye on, uh, but I just don't know if I can put Spiral in the yeah. In that, I was gonna I was gonna mention that too. I'm telling you, after watch watching these again, it's just like, oh, what am I doing? What well, am I doing with my life? And then the other thing that I really wanted to say, and I'll bring it up, but it's Guy Ritchie's The Wrath of Man. 
Yeah. Starring Jason Statham. I don't know when I'm going to see this, but I like some Guy Ritchie. And especially if it's a heist movie like this, a violent heist movie, I'm, I love those. But not knowing anything about it, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Like if the studio is like trying came to came out of nowhere it. too. Yeah. So before that, I'm like, yeah, I maybe, maybe. So I've tiptoed around several different things. And those two releases have me intrigued, but I just don't know if I can wholeheartedly commit <laughs> to, to, to either. But I think definitely worth bringing up. Um, and then the final thing, though, that I will say, even though I did not know this was supposed to come out, I discovered it uh, two nights ago, and it's Greenland on HBO Max. That movie's better than it probably deserves to be. I, it, with hearing that, it makes me want to have watched that earlier on in the pandemic, but it dropped out of nowhere, and I, at least I feel like it did. And I was with HBO's Saturday releases where they come out with something new. And even though, mm -hmm. you know, it's been out for a while, uh, we've got a mutual friend who rented it twice because he said he loved it that <laughs> oh, much. Oh, jeez. And I thought, wow, that's got to be really good. Now you don't good. have to rent it anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say that I used to really hate Gerard Butler. I've I've kind of softened on him a lot, basically since Den of Thieves. I feel like Den of Thieves is a very underrated movie. Oh man, that movie rules. I need a sequel. I like that he keeps being cast as like a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, whenever uh, Geostorm came out, my family was so pumped for it. We went to the theater. There's something about that movie that just really bothered me. And oh no, yeah, I know. And especially with Zazie in it, I'm like, ah, Zazie just can't seem to bring it out for me either. But um, so you saw that in theaters? How did I not know that? I don't know. Uh, I. I'm trying to remember when that movie came out. Let me let me do a quick search because it was, there was it was 2017. Hmm. I know I was visiting my family, and I must have been out of. Is, were you living I'm, in Oklahoma at the time? I think so. And I was visiting my family from out of town. There was. I wonder when exactly that was released in 2017 because I feel October. like October. <laughs> okay october 20th <laughs> okay i know that because i i like to look it up before i watch things i'm a psychopath so you know what i bet it was for thanksgiving it was around that time period because it was either a birthday or a holiday and we went to watch that movie and i thought man this movie kind of sucked that we went to go see this one <laughs> um now they That's were the kind of it. stuff i miss going though with like friends and family just yeah these massive disaster films so i made 221 in the United States, or actually worldwide, uh, cost $120 million to make. So they considered a huge box office flop and cost WB $75 million, basically. Oh, Ooh, boy. Jeez. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I remember when it came out, it was a big dud from what I can remember. But it's, I I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I'm going to go back to that. But I've returned to it for Zazie. However... I'm not seeing Greenland yet. I'm going to watch it most likely this weekend. And I'm pumped for that. Yeah, I think you'll like it. Well, that's all I've got for my list uh, uh, to cover. Did Do you have anything else? No, that's it, baby. All right. I mean, we could do this honestly every week because something comes out that we're like, oh, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. 
Well, and this weekend is nuts for how much is uh, how much we're getting not only for streaming, but there's Spiral. There's I feel like one or two movies coming out in theaters now that the studios are starting to push the theater game a little bit more. But yeah, there's just it seems like so much content. We don't even need to do anything else rather than just keep our eyes glued to screens. But until next time, keep watching.